Imagine this, you're putting out high quality content on your Instagram and your TikTok consistently, and one day it starts to pay off. You get an email from the agency that represents some of the most fabulous vacation spots in the world, and they want you to come travel in exchange for some of that gorgeous content you've been creating and a fat paycheck. It's no secret that as creators, we have the ability to get in on some really cool opportunities like free gifts from brands, first looks at new products, exclusive events, and lots of travel. If you're like me, you've scrolled through the feeds of your favorite creators on Instagram or TikTok and seen some incredible places that they've been able to travel to. Some of them are going on these fabulous trips, all expenses paid, in exchange for creating content, and some of them are being gifted complimentary trips hosted by brands where they're able to meet other new creators, learn about brand new products from those brands, and of course, enjoy a free vacation. I know from being a creator for so long that not everything is as it seems on the outside, so I wanted to know, what is it really like to be a travel creator? Of course, free vacations, gifted meals, and complimentary experiences are all incredible, but there's some real hard-ass work behind it all. I'm Kristen Busquette, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. This week, we're here with one of my favorite colorful travel creators based in Texas, Peyton of Mellow Yellow Pay. For the last almost two years, Peyton has worked with some of the most well-known cities, states, and countries to travel the world and create content. This week, Peyton is answering all of our burning questions about being a travel creator. How can we get started on these travel opportunities? Should we be getting paid to go on these trips, or is it typically a trade? Who do we even contact to land these travel gigs? And what does the process of working with a travel company even look like from start to finish? We're giving you the scoop on all things traveling as a creator. This, my biz BFFs, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 37 of Social Scoop. I'm Kristen, and I'm so excited that you're here. But okay, before we get into today's episode, today is all about travel, so it only felt right that I wanted to tell you about something that my fellow creator, Curbs by Zoe, and I are doing. So we are hosting a content creator retreat in Isla Mujeres, Mexico, just a few miles from Cancun. This peaceful paradise is a destination that's really known for its breathtaking beaches. It has a sea turtle sanctuary and Mayan ruin remains, which is super cool. We're going to spend five days together with up to 20 other creators to explore the island, get some serious R&R, shoot a massive amount of content, and of course, make lifelong friends. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that in April, I hosted my first content creation retreat to Cartagena, Colombia, and the creators that joined me on that trip are, first of all, still raving about it. Also, they are coming on this Mexico trip as well, and they are some of my closest creator friends. If you're ready for this business expense, I mean, I mean this incredible trip, send me a DM so I can send over the link so you can learn more. 
So we've got actually a pretty decent amount of news this week. There's kind of a lot going on, mostly on Instagram. So we're going to dive right into it. First of all, Instagram has announced a subscriptions update. So we've heard a lot about Instagram subscriptions here on the podcast. You've probably seen some things on Instagram already about it. Essentially, they are a great way for creators to, first of all, have a more consistent income, but also to share exclusive content with their most loyal followers. In this update, Adam Masseri, who's the head of Instagram, announced that subscriptions are going to include subscriber chats, reels, posts, and a home feed where they can see all of their subscription content in one place. I, for one, because we already have a membership, probably will not be using the subscriptions feature, but I'm interested to see if some of my favorite creators will so that I can subscribe and see what kind of exclusive content that people are even going to offer. Instagram is also working on the ability to upload 9x16 photos. I actually saw Later.com share that they already got this update where when they look at their feed, the squares that we typically see are not squares, they're portrait size because it's going to cut down a 9x16 photo. Instead of cutting it down into a square, it cuts it down into portrait size. So their whole feed instead of squares was all portrait size. And everyone in the comments was like, no, oh my God, no, oh no. Like people were raging. (laughs) (laughs) People were very upset. Back in May, Adam Masseri spoke about Instagram exploring the ability to upload these full screen 9x16 images, but app developers are finally now just starting to see it again, as well as some accounts randomly. In preparation, I just wanted to give you guys this heads up. Start to ensure that when you are photographing your content, you're leaving enough room to crop in a 9x16 framing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm going to crop it into the square. You know, like I don't care what the top or the bottom looks like. But because the images are going to be higher up and down, you know, it is going to be pretty important that you're paying attention to those things. It might be a little bit more limiting, but it also might be really cool. Like if you have some opportunities where a big kind of background is really beneficial. So could be good, could be bad. We'll have to just wait and see. Instagram also launched their initial test of the new creator marketplace influencer discovery platform. So earlier this week, they launched an initial test of their creator marketplace. Basically, it will enable advertisers to search for potential creators to partner with on campaigns. So right now it's being tested on an invite only basis with brands and creators, but you can head to the source link that we have in our show notes to see what it's going to look like for brands and also to see what they're going to see when it comes to filtering through creators, because there are certain filters that they can kind of, you know, turn on or off or change around to get to the people that they're specifically looking for. And I think that's very valuable information for all creators to have. This one is, (laughs) people are not happy about this. It's honestly so funny when I'm doing research and I just see like people's responses to all of this news. This was one people were not happy about. Instagram is testing the new notes shelf in your IG direct messages. So when you are in your direct messages area, you'll be able to see this notes shelf as they're calling it above your DMs, it almost is like a Twitter-esque area where you can leave notes for your connections. 
these will be like status updates or honestly whatever you want to put there they're 60 characters long and you can kind of scroll through them you know from right to left now i have absolutely no idea like is this just everyone you follow that's going to be there is it specific people like i don't know they haven't really released that much information but something called instagram notes are being worked on now so that you can kind of have like a status update for your followers from what I understand. <laughs> but again, this is super new, so we'll have to see what happens. However, people are not happy. <laughs> also, something that I'm not necessarily happy about, Instagram is testing in-feed ads. Now, I understand that Instagram is looking for more methods of monetization for creators, which I obviously appreciate. I am a creator, so it's beneficial for me. However, I think people are going to hate this. And this is going to make people fly off this app if they're not already. So you will be able to go in and toggle on or off profile feed ads. And that's going to basically, if it's on, it will allow viewers to see ads on your profile. Don't know where, don't know what they're going to look like, but there will be ads on your profile if you would like them to. It seems, though, that you're also going to be getting a commission of these ads um, as it was recently renamed to revenue sharing. So it seems like if you turn this on and someone you know clicks on this ad, that you will get a commission or some sort of revenue share from, I don't know if it's the clicks or how much money they're making. Again, not really sure exactly what's going on with this one, but they are testing in-feed ads. <laughs> People are going to hate Instagram. It's honest. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, but I think they need to chill with the ads. They got to chill with it. So at SocialMate, you guys know we are all about community, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> which is why we have two incredible places that you can go to connect with your fellow creators. First, you can join our free Facebook community it has over 750 other creators to ask questions to connect with. Or if you're looking for a more in-depth option, we just launched our SocialMate monthly creator membership. This is going to give you truly everything a creator at any stage could need from monthly resources and templates like our UGC ebook and a creator rate chart to help you figure out your rates to our collaborative brand email list and weekly reels trending sounds. Plus, our membership offers basically this entire space for you to connect with your peers through forms and our live creator Q&A chats that we do on video every month, sometimes twice a month. So what are you waiting for? Join us on Facebook and in our private community. You can also use code SCOOP to become a member of our private community for 50% off your first month. So I will see you guys there. Also, you've been an avid Social Scoop listener, but you haven't rated our show yet, have you? Have you shared it with a friend? Honestly, guys, the best compliment that you can give to the Social Mate team is to help us spread the word. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, feel free to leave us feedback. Let us know what you think of the show through a review. You can even take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your stories or with a friend who you think might enjoy it. This is the best way to help Social Scoop grow so that we can land more incredible guests to give you the scoop on all things in the creator economy. Without further ado, let's get right into our conversation with Peyton. You guys are going to learn so much about travel, and I can't wait to see where all of you go after hearing this episode. 
If you've ever been excited or interested in traveling as a content creator like I have, then you probably have a lot of questions because Peyton and I were actually just saying there's not a ton of information out there that kind of gives you the step-by-step or the answer to all of these a little bit more private questions that you have and becoming a travel content creator. So Peyton is here with us today and she's going to give us all of the tea on getting into travel as a creator. So thanks so much for being here, Peyton. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share everything I know about the travel industry. Yes, I'm sure you've learned so much over the last few years. I mean, it seems like you've had a ton of really great opportunity. So start off by just kind of giving us a little bit about you for anyone who's listening that doesn't already know you, and maybe a little bit about how you actually got into travel. So I consider myself a creative entrepreneur, as I'm sure you probably do as well. So we're wearing many hats and doing all the things that we can to bring in income. You're wanting multiple streams of income. Yeah. But I knew back in college that I didn't want to work for anyone. Yep. And I knew I was creative enough to, uh, I would say, finagle the system and learn the skills that I needed to, to basically live the life that I wanted. So the biggest thing for me was figuring out which niche I kind of wanted to go into. So when I first started, I was kind of posting anything and everything and just seeing what worked. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody does that, but it was definitely the way I started. Surprisingly, I've never changed my username, but the yellow thing has kind of always (laughs) worked with anything (laughs) I've done. But I realized quickly that I was having the most fun and the most passionate about sharing travel. And so I really just kind of threw myself into that and just started okay, like I've already gone here. What did I learn here that someone who's never been would not know? And I started sharing that. So that's kind of how I got started over the past year and a half. I went full-time a year and a half ago. I have worked with Vegas. Um, I have worked with hundreds of, you know, local places, local tourism boards, things like that. And then of course, you know, the typical brands that we all use and love to make my income. So it's a very fun gig. Yeah. (laughs) It really is. It's so cool that you get to travel as part of your job, too. It's funny. I always want to travel more. But then when I'm gone for too long, I'm always like, I'm ready to go back home. Like, I miss my dogs. So honestly, like, I don't feel like I could ever do what you do as like a full blown travel creator. So I think you deserve some credit. That's sweet. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't like leaving my dogs. But I mean, okay, this is kind of like a little secret. But I mean, all the travel creators I know do it. But we like if you caught us like on a normal day, we're probably sitting with our dogs. Like a lot of the content, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the content that we do is like a hard sprint. I've heard you talk about this before too, like a creative sprint. Yeah. So like that's a lot of travel content creation in general because like and my fiance knows like if we go on a trip and it's like working with a company, like we're not going to breathe. Like (laughs) it's like go, 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 go. I mean, we're still having a great time, but it's definitely like you're doing three months of content within like four or five days. So it's crazy. It's a lot. And that's one of those things, again, like you deserve so much credit for that because so many people are like, I want to be a travel creator, but they don't realize that like, yes, you're on a vacation, but you're working. Like it's not the same as just going on vacation and like, okay, I'll snap a couple photos while I'm there. Like your process is probably so in depth. And I want to talk about that, but To kind of back it up a little bit, I do want to talk about like getting into this because a lot of people that I talk to are, they've never 
done anything, you know, formally traveling with brands or traveling, you know, again, like with tourism boards, whatever it is, to share that content with their audience. So for someone who's really interested in like, I want to just start, you know, like maybe there's someone who travels, maybe there's someone who doesn't travel. How can they actually get started with becoming more of a, of a full-blown travel creator? The first thing I tell anyone that asks me this is to use what you already have because traveling can get expensive. And so using content that you already have before you start getting paid or hosted, gifted, anything is the biggest thing that's going to set you ahead of the game. Because if you already are passionate about travel, chances are you have tons of images, tons of videos from places that you've already gone. And with trending sounds and reels being such a thing right now, the easiest way is to use the content you have, match it to a trending reel and see where it goes. Right. Uh, Obviously you're not gonna, you're not gonna like blow up immediately. And a lot of people get frustrated quickly because they're like, okay, you know, this video didn't do well. It's probably because it's from years ago. Absolutely not. It's not because it's from years ago. Yeah. No one knows that that was from years ago. Exactly. They're not gonna be able to tell. (laughs) Yeah. They're not gonna be able to tell that at all. I always say to use content over and over again yeah. because like one video of me walking down the beach can be used for 15 different videos. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't do them back to back, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but definitely it, it helps that you already, if you're already passionate, you should already have the content. And so just getting out there, posting that and then providing value, which I know we all hear that a hundred million times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I still see so many people post like, a selfie at a hotel and then they'll they'll like send me a DM and they're like, how do I start? Why doesn't the hotel want to work with me? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, well, every well, person that stayed at the hotel is taking a selfie at the hotel. <laughs> like you're not doing anything groundbreaking yeah, here, exactly. you know? <laughs> um, and then also like, this is like a huge thing that I had to teach my fiance when he started taking pictures of me, obviously it's like, <laughs> take a step back. Like if you're taking a photo, like you, you're thinking, okay, the focus needs to be me. But in my world, like the travel creation world, you have to get the scene. So if you can just tell the person, like you're already, like you're going to tenfold your content. If you can just have someone back up, like immediately, that is the easiest way to take any content that you're creating anywhere and make it more about the brand while keeping it you. That's a really great point. I would definitely just say, do that. Like do a little staycation in your own area too, something not too expensive. Because ultimately the biggest thing that any travel company is looking for is that you can like kind of pull someone into the experience. Right. So it doesn't matter necessarily where it is. Like if you can make your rinky dinky hotel in your (laughs) town look you're set (laughs) exactly and again I think you kind of like you're touching on all these different points that all involve learning skills and like teaching yourself bettering your skills like again you can't just be a creator who's always taking selfies and then want to work with a a travel brand and and just take selfies there like you actually have to teach yourself travel photography because it's different than just taking an outfit photo you know like right it's a lot of skill that goes into what we do and again I think especially as travel creators like people think oh like I just want to go I want to go stay at hotels for free and like yeah I'll snap a couple pictures while I'm there but again like yeah. there's so much skill that's required to go into selling an experience versus just selling a piece of clothing like you can see the piece of clothing on you right. does it look good yes okay I want to buy it but like when you're trying to sell a full experience there's actually a lot of different again skill that goes into it for sure 
So when you say like, you know, you're like, okay, go somewhere local and, you know, like try and use that as an experiment. Like, can you sell this experience of like the hotel down the street kind of thing? So do you think that's kind of like the first step that someone should do before they start pitching to a brand or a travel company or a tourism board? I think that is probably the first thing you should do because if you do pitch and you're immediately getting their eyes on your profile and they're like, no, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like they're just not. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're, you're going to be shot down really quickly and you shouldn't be because you, if you have your skill set and you figured it out, then your pitch should be at least their eyes looking on there and thinking, okay, even if not right this minute, maybe in a few months. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I know, you know this, but like being told no, like you have to get comfortable with that so fast, literally so, so, so (laughs) fast. Um, but you don't want like not even a response. Right. Right, right. So like if, if they're like, Hey, okay. Like, yeah, we don't have anything right now, but we'll keep you in mind in the future. I feel like that's something that is a pretty good response for someone who's getting started and trying to build that portfolio because that's basically what our accounts are, our, our portfolios. Right showcasing what we can do. And if you can't provide that hotel with any value, then you're just not even going to entertain trust the you? idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're exactly. I mean, so, they're yeah, portfolio building. Yeah, there are so many great travel creators out there that you I think you have to have something to show in your portfolio. Because like, if you don't, they're just going to go to someone else who they know can already proven, you know, like have already, exactly yep. like, Again, it's like, I always think about this because in my past life, I was a makeup artist and I'm like, would I hire a makeup artist for my wedding if they didn't have a portfolio? Like, it's the same thing, you (laughs) know? Exactly. Absolutely not. There's not even a question. So like, if you are wanting to be X, Y, and Z, you need to do X, Y, and Z, do a good job at it to show people that you can do it. Again, when there's so many other talented people out there who have the skills and who are already doing it. It's hard to compete if you don't have anything to show for it. Exactly. And you can even narrow it down, you know, like, I mean, one of my favorite travel creators is a pretty cool hotel tour. Mm-hmm. You've got to look them up. Okay, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's so cool. She there. It's like a couple and they're obsessed with those very themed hotels that do like inside of like a best Western. And it's like these crazy weird rooms and it's so niche right but it's so interesting to me because like they they're so niche down that they don't even have to really think about their partnerships right like they just know immediately exactly so that's another way exactly that's another really good point too like there's travel but there's so many different kinds of travel content creation you know like are you affordable luxury like you know I don't know. There's like a million different kinds of, but you can definitely narrow it down there as well. It's, it's a whole nother world. Again, like there's so much, there's so much to know. So after someone has maybe gone and maybe they went on a couple local trips, they, you know, drove, shared some content that is, um, you know, more travel focused. What is kind of like their next step when they're ready to start pitching? So are you basically saying, okay, these are the places that I want to go to or that I think would be really cool? And then you're finding like hotels or tourism boards to contact. Like, how does that process work for you with finding people to work with? So, if you really go full fledged, you're probably going to have some trips that are going to be you completely planning it. And then you're also going to have trips that are like people reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I mean, if you're just getting started, you're not going to have that, yeah. but you are going to have your planned trips. 
So you can immediately like, okay, for example, like a year and a half ago, when I first started, I knew that we were going to Hawaii. And I was like, I need a hotel to stay in. And I want to find one that people may not really know all about yet. And I know that they'll probably need the the marketing. Yeah. And so I found that hotel and I just sent a pitch and I had, I think that was like maybe the second or third hotel that I had worked with, but anything that I had done was here. Yeah. So it was like a big thing because it was like, okay, this is Hawaii, right? Like they don't really necessarily <laughs> need me. Yeah. Um, and so I had to find that like unique piece that like worked for them to be like, yeah, she's a great fit. So I found a hotel that has like yellow rooms. And I mean, it seems like a little tidbit, but it worked. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to create content for you guys, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the whole pitch, which is like a whole nother story, you know, but definitely I just found them yeah. and I just asked. And I feel like a lot of hotels, well, maybe not a lot, but a decent amount of hotels don't really tap into influencer marketing. Right. And so if you can find one that is like, oh, like, I can put her in this room and she's going to provide a return Right. that this room may not have even been filled. You know, I always say that, like if they're not even getting necessarily tons of bookings, right. you being a skilled person in that room is already giving them a return. Yeah, exactly. Whether you get a million likes or five, you're going to give them a return because you're creating for them. Right. So I definitely think just yeah, searching whatever that unique thing is that, you know, for you and then in some way asking in exchange how you can provide value and they can provide a stay for you. Yeah, exactly. And also side note for anyone who doesn't know, Peyton is definitely very into the color yellow. I didn't know how to word that. So like when you said the yellow rooms, I didn't know if people were going to be confused. So I wanted to clarify. <laughs> it's so like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I just love the yellow. It's so it happy. Works, so it's so happy. Yeah. It's always worked. <laughs> I love it. It made, it made my branding so easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it really, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about color in general for me. Like, yeah, you know, like I, know you do, I would yeah. find a hotel if it were me, like I I would try and go find a hotel that's just like super colorful maybe has like some retro cool things going on and like that would be my kind of like shtick when I'm reaching out to this hotel right so okay I know you said you kind of like pitch to these hotels like if maybe you find a a smaller cool boutique hotel and you're like maybe they don't have like a ton of marketing budget exactly let's see if they can work together I mean, obviously, you don't need to like give us a word for word example, but like, what is the gist of what your pitch is looking like? So typically, you want to introduce yourself, kind of give them like a lowdown of your stats kind of quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I am a creative entrepreneur, or you can mm -hmm. say, introduce yourself mm -hmm. and then kind of give them tidbits about why you being in their hotel is going to provide value to them. Right. So it doesn't have to be that you have like crazy engagement. It could be that you're a very skilled photographer. It could be that you're very skilled at video content. It could be that you are really get great at copywriting. Maybe that you've already looked at their website and they, they don't have like great copywriting on their website. Yeah. So I think a lot of people always stick to like photo and video, which is great because it's huge, but there is so many skills that you can provide to any brand right. um, in exchange for something that is going to help you do what you love to do. So like a lot of times hotels are going to provide you with a gifted stay. There's not a ton of hotels that are gonna be like, yeah, I can shovel out this amount of money to you. Yeah. But for me, I'm always looking at it like, 
I'm already going to be in this place. And if I can save money on this yeah. and create content, like it's so helpful. And you probably were like going to be creating content when you went there anyway. <laughs> so like exactly. it doesn't exactly. feel like that much Ooh. additional work. <laughs> it is. Right. But like now, you know. if it's a ton of deliverables and they want you to like tag the hotel 900 times, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? That's a whole different thing. Right. But typically in these kind of, you know, exchange partnerships with a hotel, they're not going to ask for really anything in return necessarily yeah. they might even just say sure you can stay <laughs> okay sure yeah <laughs> like, sick. like yeah, <laughs> Appreciate it. that works um yeah no I mean it makes sense like again it doesn't really I mean like how much does it cost the hotel to if they're not fully booked to have you in the room like it's not a big deal for exactly. anyone involved so it's it kind of works out as a fair exchange so I love that now we uh, gosh like a million episodes ago was right when we had started the podcast um my friend Melanie, who also is a travel creator, she came on and she was telling us a lot about um, like tourism boards and how a lot of the times like she'll reach out to these tourism boards in certain cities or certain states and try and like kind of finagle a partnership there. So have you ever worked with tourism boards? Yes. And I always say that's kind of going to be the big bulk of your travel partnership money. Okay. Because when you're working with a tourism board, their entire goal is to showcase the city. Okay. So they're going to shovel a lot of money into getting you to do tons of things. Mm. And they're going to pay for that. You're not going to pay for that. So yeah, you're going to get a hotel stay, which you don't even have to work on pitching. Love you're going to get, you know all these experiences that you don't even have to individually work on pitching through. Right. And a lot of times, like I said, they're just, they're going to have a larger budget because they have so many businesses that they're already working with. And it's just it, like anything, you know, small scale, large scale, like you're not going to make a ton of money at your local coffee shop yeah. promoting their business, right. but you are going to make a ton of money with like, you know, a huge coffee brand that's like in your home. Right. So it's like the same thing. But reaching out to the tourism boards is going to be where, like I said, you're making the most of your money and you're getting the most experience and the most content and bang for your buck. Because mm -hmm. when you go somewhere, yes, they're going to have you post about certain places, but then any other content you get while you're there is your own That's content. That's a great point. So it's a win-win. There's really nothing that I see. You know <laughs> There's what I mean? no problems with that. No problem. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So I guess like when you are working with a tourism board, so would you say that that's where you're usually getting paid by deliverable? And is it, if that's true, is it somewhat similar to what you would typically charge? Like, you know, again, like a, a water bottle company or something to do a sponsored post? I would say it's a little bit more of a charge just because you're, I think just because like literally the labor intensity of it, like you're literally, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, but, you're, you're traveling wherever it is. Like, it's, yeah. Other than that, I would say it's similar on deliverables just because like you are creating exactly what they're asking for. Yeah. And it's like whatever your rate is. But like, for example, like if you were to do like a few TikToks and, you know, a blog post, this, that, and the other, you still want to kind of add up those deliverables like in the same way that you would for like a regular partnership mm -hmm. but just kind of adding in those and, and definitely being reimbursed for your travels that's a big thing mm. um like getting there things like that I wouldn't even think about that right right so you know you might have someone say like hey you can come to you know our stay like our place and yeah. our city and do all this but you know you got to get there 
So you're already like in the hole, right? right. A little bit. Yeah. So definitely a big thing to think about when you're working with a tourism board is ensuring that you're just getting reimbursed for your time as well. Right. That's a really good point. Again, it's something I, I honestly didn't really think about, but it's cool that there's kind of like two different avenues almost that you can go down again, like more formal, I guess, with a tourism board or a little bit more freedom, maybe with like, you know, a hotel or or somewhere that you're going to stay like a resort or something. For sure. So that's really cool. So Another thing that I'm sure you do is when you're on these trips, so maybe you're getting paid, maybe it's just for a stay, whatever, you're probably also working with other brands that maybe you're bringing on the trip, like a a luggage or a bathing suit company or whatever it is, and you're able to kind of like make more money essentially while you're on this trip. So are those pitches that you're typically sending where you're saying, hey, I'm going on this trip, I'm going to get all these fabulous photos in Hawaii, da 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 Or is it more just like a normal sponsored pitch? I would say it's a little different because you're including kind of how you can pull travel into whatever their product is. Mm-hmm. So I just did a partnership with a company while we were in Vegas, but it was done in the airport. So it was a great way for us to make, yeah, because they didn't really have any travel inspired bits on their page at all. And I was like, oh, like, duh, like we need to do something for you because it does fit within, you know, my space, your space, it's perfect. And I mean, I think that making that connection I mean, it's obviously beneficial to us, but it's, it's an easy way to get a yes. So, because they're like, oh, wait, that's a great idea. I've never even thought of that. So that creativity that you have to have in what we do is going to be easier yeses and more money um, when you're traveling actually, because then you're taking these products with you and and making money off of those products as well. Yeah. That's actually like a great point to bring up not even just with travel, but with just sponsored content in general, like finding a hole in their strategy. Like if you find a brand that you really love and you go and you try and find them on TikTok and they don't even have a TikTok, that's your, that's your hole. You know, like you go and say, Hey guys, you know, saw your, your Instagram, everything looks great, but why aren't you guys on TikTok? It's a huge opportunity. Look at your competitor. Exactly. That's what we do as creators. Like we're service providers and we're there to help not only like sell to our audience, but like help these brands become better at social media. And it's the same kind of thing with like what you're doing, you know, you're finding specifically with travel, like what are the brands that aren't really talking about it? And that's something you do so well. So it's very easy for you to say, like, I'm really comfortable with creating travel content. You guys don't have any, it could be super helpful. Let's do this. Like, this is a great opportunity for everyone. Exactly. So finding the hole in, in any brand strategy, I think, is, again, like where we where you kind of level up instead of just being a creator who's like, whatever, you're getting some stuff here and there, like to really being a strategic partner. Exactly. Yes. And I think that's so important for doing this long term, because mm-hmm. when you first start, you're going to get so many offers and you're going to be like, yes, like, oh, I'll take it all. I'll take it all. Exactly. And you're going to very quickly realize that people are going to be like, why is she? Yeah. That? Like, what, what does that mean to me? And, you know, so I definitely think that, like you said, finding that hole in their strategy is going to be where you get more yeses and where you eventually create a more engaged audience. Exactly. Which, again, is so important because there's so many creators out there. You kind of have to 
you know, like you have to be good at what you're doing. <laughs> like at the end of the day, I know it sounds obvious, but like you can't really half-ass it. Like it's a it's a job. It's a real legitimate job that you have to have actual skills for. Right. And again, there's too many people doing it that if you're if you don't take the time to learn these skills and perfect your craft and be really good at it, you kind of get left in the dust <laughs> like no matter yes, travel sure. creator or not this is very relevant yeah, to any all creator <laughs> exactly yeah, I agree so I want to talk a little bit like more specifically about compensation so when you are working with like a tourism board for example and I'm not sure if this is like different for every tourism board that maybe you've worked with or if it's like pretty standard but is there usually like a specific amount of deliverables they're asking you for or like if you were to go on like a a three or four day trip again I don't know how long these things usually go for but if you were to go on a few day trip what's the typical like walk away with how much money you're usually making so I would say it is typically three to four days mm-hmm. if it's like a far off place so that was pretty good estimate for you if it's a close place they're probably going to do more like one to two nights yeah. so if I do something with like a Texas tourism board chances are because it's closer for me it's easier for me yeah it's going to be obviously less money yeah And it's going to be um, less time. So you're looking at like, if it's locally in your city, and they obviously don't have the same budget, you're looking at more hundreds. Mm -hmm. But if it's a massive tourism board, and they are bringing in a lot of money into that city, obviously, and it's, it's a big part of that city or that state's economy, then you're, yeah, then you're going to be able to make more thousands than hundreds, right, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of just like on another level. Right. And deliverable wise, it's actually kind of crazy to me because that really depends on like the individual agency's strategy at the time. Okay. Like it's so weird because it's always across the board. Like sometimes I'll have like someone be like, we want one post and then like they're really focused on like a blog post, which is like a whole another thing to touch on, but super important. Are people still asking for blog posts? Yeah, okay. right. I know. <laughs> okay, I would say in the travel space, they definitely still ask for blog posts a lot. Interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like a it's one place to have all of it. And usually it's like very SEO friendly. People are probably coming to it a lot. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So I would definitely say as a travel creator, that's like a big thing to have because you're going to get asked for it so many times. Good to know. So yeah, you'll have some brands that are like, okay, one Instagram post, a full blog post, and then we need like 12 images. Okay. So that'd be a pretty easy, like one to two day trip. Yeah. And then if it's a larger scale city, then, you know, you're possibly doing the same thing, right? Because they may just be interested in that. Right. But typically it's more deliverables for more time. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to like you don't want to overdo it, right? And they don't want to overdo it. Yeah. So typically they're gonna say like whatever is the main point for them at that time. So for example, um, when I recently went on a trip, they just wanted TikToks. Okay. Like they didn't want. <laughs> Sick. I, I, I love know. making I TikToks. Like, okay. It's so much less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm. I'll saying. make TikToks all day. And so <laughs> right. And so I literally, I I kind of like I sent back. I was like, Do you want? like anything else <laughs> like like do you need like images like do you need like yeah. a blog post no no just tiktok okay and i mean it was a high paid collab so i was like oh okay. that's awesome you know so i was like and that's kind of the future right the tiktok but you know yeah no exactly i mean that's probably another thing too i mean like you have a blog but also have a tiktok i mean video when it comes to selling an experience i think video must 
do just such a better job because you can see so much more and you know like you get more of like more movement so it feels like more of an experience right so maybe if you're interested in, in being a travel creator and you're not on tiktok that's a box to check before you start pitching too for sure definitely get on tiktok that's really good to know so you mentioned too, like, you know, they might ask for one post, some stories, and then like a bunch of images. Do you find that a lot of these different travel companies that you're working with or hotels, whatever it is, they're looking for image usage for pieces that you're creating for them? Yes. So I typically give away to social rights only mm-hmm. that they cannot put any ads behind it. Good. Obviously, I mean, you know, all that. But so that's another way that you can kind of work more money into it. Because even if a brand reaches out and they're like, we just want TikToks. Well, I'm obviously going to take pictures while I'm there. So if I, you know, get all these images and then I'm like, Hey, do you like any of these? Would you like to use any of these in your ads? That's another way, uh, you know, to form a stream as a creator that is ultimately going to be huge for you because like you're yeah. you're always trying to find money you know yeah so, i mean literally that's like this yeah we're like starving like, artists we're, we're over just here like, yeah we're <laughs> always searching exactly but it's nice too because like if you're already taking the images and you send them a dropbox folder and you're like hey do you guys like any of these you want to buy them like that's sick you already did all of the work and you were gonna do it did. anyway <laughs> exactly. it's kind of like the best situation ever i love that exactly When you are working, I mean, I think with hotels, it's a little bit easier, but when you're working with a travel tourism board um, or, you know, like a city state travel tourism board, where are you typically finding the the best way to contact these companies? So I'll be honest, a lot of them come to me and that's because your email needs to be like right smack on your page, Mm -hmm. like easy to find. Yes. But if you have a direct, I'm currently pitching right now. Um, which is like to a contact that I had to find. So you if you're doing that, you want to try reaching out via DM, you know, Mm -hmm. if they answer, they answer if they don't. Okay. Is this like the official city like Las Vegas? At yes, Las Vegas, sorry, that's a great question. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Are you just sending random people DMs? (laughs) Yeah, just random people. (laughs) No, so uh, typically in my experience, if it's a big city like that, an agency is going to take care of them. Right. So there's someone on their on their page that's going to give you the contact for the agency, which is then you're in. Perfect. So if you're like, okay, I want to work with, I don't know. I mean, you could use Vegas, for example, um, and you just reach out to at Vegas send the DM Mm -hmm. and you're like, hi, do your pitch. And then the final line is, can I get the best PR contact, you know, to send any pitch to. And then if they give you an agency, that's where then you can go and like, make sure that that name that they gave you is like the right person at the agency. So you can use LinkedIn, anything like that, you know, to make sure it's like the person in charge of influencer partnerships. Right. Because I feel like they're getting so many emails and like if you're sending mm-hmm. it to the wrong person, they're just like, bye. Like not even going to. Yeah, yeah, it's getting instantly deleted. No yeah. one's forwarding anything. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, definitely finding the right person to contact is a big thing. And, you know, using LinkedIn, using DMs, um, there's plenty of ways to do it. I mean, even if you have a friend who's like, okay, I've just worked with this company and mm-hmm. then they want to share that contact, that's another big way. So making travel blogger friends is huge. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. That's true. So walk us through kind of like what happens. So after you've solidified this collaboration, you have the dates, everything is booked. What is the process like when you're getting ready for the trip, going on the trip, and then getting back, posting? Like, how does that whole process look for you? 
if you don't have a plan when you go to this place, <laughs> you're going to be so miserable. Yeah, <laughs> like I can your, imagine. <laughs> your brain is just going to be like, okay, I need to get a video of this. I need to get a video of that. And then you're going to come back and you're going to have like 900 <laughs> videos of BS. Basically, everything, just a like bunch everything. of crap. <laughs> and you're going to sit there for hours trying to figure out, okay, is this even a good clip? Is that about, no, 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 yeah. you cannot do that. So I actually sit for like, honestly, I feel like it's a full day, a few days before. And I'm just going through like, okay, what's working right now, you know, strategy wise on content, what kind of transitions, because reels are so big. And if you don't really have transitions on a lot of your reels, then it's just kind of like everyday things that everyone's doing. Right. So planning out transitions is a big thing because then on your actual sheet that you create your content strategy, right? You can be like, okay, at the airport, I need to get this jumping transition. Yes. At this place, I can get this. And I cannot tell you how much less stressful this makes it for you and for the yeah. person that you're taking with you. Because <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, if you're trying to explain to the person with you, like, hey, I need you to get this shot here, this shot there, this shot there, and they don't have any idea how to do any of this. I can literally, <laughs> like, see Andrew getting anxiety if I ever came oh, yeah. at him like that. <laughs> like, yeah, James gets like, oh my gosh, he just gets like, no, I need to see it beforehand. I want to practice. <laughs> Good. I love that yeah. you trained him. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. He's the he's the best partner you could have on these things. So yeah, you're definitely your content strategy beforehand. And I typically just use like a spreadsheet. And yeah. I just kind of link out, you know, if there's inspo I like from something linking that there. And I don't do it as much for photos, because I feel like I can typically figure out the photo that I want while I'm there. But I do know mm -hmm. a lot of creators that will literally copy and paste over photos that maybe they've taken before that they like the way it looks. Right. Um, because some people do get frazzled in these situations. And they're like, I can't remember these poses. I can't remember what looks good. Yeah. And so just having it in front of you is going to just be a game changer. And then you can actually enjoy your trip. Right. Because if you don't have a plan, and you're just like, ah, then you, you can't enjoy anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you can, if you have a plan, you're able to go in execute exactly what you need and then you're done typically pretty stress-free versus like yeah. you don't have a plan let's try the lighting here oh crap this location sucks we have to go here oh there's people here at this time of, like you know it's and then it becomes a full day thing and you've just lost half your day of your vacation yeah so it, it's true going in I mean that's with content planning in general I feel like when you go in with a plan you're just you're able to execute it so much more efficiently right for sure and as creators, our time is like so limited and so valuable that when you can be efficient, you should be. <laughs> yes. And when you're working on that tight schedule, because typically on these trips, they're going to send you like hour by hour to different things. Mm -hmm. You don't really have the time to even sit and think like, okay, I missed this shot here. I missed that shot here. Yeah. And even worse, you can't reshoot. Exactly. Like, you have it, one shot. <laughs> one shot. Like, I mean, sure, the airport, you got one on the way home. So if you need True. something in the airport, that's about it. But otherwise, like if they send you send you to like a show. Okay, for example, I was I had to go to the show one time uh, as part of the the trip. And we got so lost. Like, I can't even tell <gasps> oh, you, God. like, we could not get to the actual entrance of this place. They had paid for tickets. Like the show was like 25 minutes in by the time that like we had gotten to the, I mean, the panic in my body was like, I can't even, I can't function. <laughs> like I was, I was about to cry and James was like literally like pulling me and we're just like, oh, can't find. oh my God, it was miserable my because I thought they were going to let us in. 
And then right. I'm going to be like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the Right, most- and then you miss it and you're like, damn it, this was something they paid for. Like, I was supposed to create this content. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chaos. So I ended up working out, but be early. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't be late. Be prepared. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so having a plan for even those, like, one, you know, one-shot things is, like, huge as well. So, yeah. And then when you're when you're getting home, I've learned that the farther you let the content sit back, the harder it is to go back and sort through it. That's a great point. Typically, we're looking through our phones, right? And like you're going to come home and you're going to keep creating. And so then yeah. your content's going to push back on your phone and then you're like, "Okay, great. Now I have to go back." Right. You know, a month to figure out this content. And I mean, it's a small thing, but it does make a difference in your time. But even remembering details of of certain things, too, like if you have to share a review of this restaurant, like if you were to get it ready, like right when you get home, that's a different story versus a month later when you're like, oh, crap, like what what was this really like? Like, I don't really remember too much. So, And again, when you're on these things, like you said, the day is usually so packed that you're doing so much. It's easy to mix up details and stuff. For sure. Speaking of that, when you go to certain places and stuff, are you like taking notes in your phone of like things to like remember or like places you want to mention or even like different content ideas that you might get while you're out? Yeah. So I have my note section is like this horrible mess. Um, (laughs) So yes, you definitely want to take notes. But typically, if you're doing like a voiceover, I typically try to come home and at least type out the voiceover. Yeah. Because if I can at least, because while I'm doing it, and it's probably like, you know, that thinking ahead mindset that I have, but I'm like at the place and I'm like, okay, this is how I'm going to start the video, like in my head, right? Yeah. So as long as I can write down, like, this is what happened and this is this, right? Then even those kind of notes that are like super beneficial because then you don't have to rewrite the voiceover are great to have the day of. And yeah. then even if you have to like edit a few days later, but. Right. Having the voiceover pretty quick is is a good thing. Yeah, I actually I love separating content like that where I do this a lot for just typical brands that I'm working with, you know, like on a content creation or sponsored basis. Right. Like if a brand is like, hey, we're going to have you create, I just started working with a brand, we're going to do eight videos and two photos. And that's a lot of content to, to shoot. And right. I usually try and do the one brand all in one day. Exactly. And so what I like to do is like, I'll sit down and I'll literally say like, this is exactly what shot I need for each like, you know, clip of this video. Yes. So then when we go to shoot, it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it, it's so much easier. I love separating so my, my content like that. And then I maybe already have the script written. So then when it comes time to actually record the voiceover, I don't have to do as much work. Like, Putting it into yes. kind of like bite-sized pieces, I think overall just makes content creation a lot more manageable. 100%. My other question too, and I, I feel like I haven't really heard of anyone doing this, but do you ever partner with airlines? So yes. Okay. And that and that is honestly super similar to a regular brand. I mean, okay. you would think it's different. Um, it's kind of just like what they can give you in return that I mm. feel like is a little different because one airline might say like, sure, like if you already have like, you know, the requested dates and you ask for that, then they're like, sure, we don't mind that at all. But if it's like, okay, we can offer you five or six round trip flights, right? Then that's going to be, you know, you have to like kind of work it out. Like, okay, do these have to have a limit on the price? Do these have okay, to have, right. um, you know, miles? Certain that dates. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's the same thing as kind of negotiating a regular pitch, but yeah, you definitely can because they're always looking for it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, I feel like I never really see sponsored posts that are for airlines, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just coincidence of like people that I follow. So I, I was like, I wonder do people actually really even do that? That's really awesome. And you're basically just finding like the press contacts, whatever, and kind of sending us the same pitch. Hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like it's also going to be less deliverables in the like, it's kind of like the hotel thing, in my opinion, because yeah. if your skilled person is on that flight that might not have been booked, then they're making money back from your content, right? Right. So it's kind of like getting someone in the seat or getting someone in the room that can help that brand. So they might be up for it because it doesn't necessarily cost them anything because the plane's going there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. With or without you. (laughs) Yeah, with or without you. So it's it's (laughs) helpful to them. So typically I don't, I, I mean in my experience, I haven't seen like a ton of deliverables requested. It was almost like Mm -hmm. you can have this and you know, thank you. Like do it your part because, because they almost know that you're going to be so excited. And so like, you know, you're going to share it it because it's a partnership that you wanted. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, and then I guess my last question for you When it comes to like being a full-blown travel creator, what about for the people who like maybe don't want to make their whole page about travel, but they like, you know, have other things that they love talking about, but they still want to like incorporate a little bit of travel in there. Is there like any other kind of tips that you can give someone who may be in that situation? So I feel like if you have a great platform of people that are already engaged with you, then a hotel is probably going to be interested in you just because they know that you have people that care about what you say. Yeah. So I don't think that you won't get as many, I would say, Yeah. but you're definitely still going to be able to attend certain events or go to certain hotels, especially in your own area as just an influencer or an influential person in your area. Right. And that also depends on like, if you're, you know, going somewhere specific and you already have something planned out, like that's part of like your job otherwise. So like for you, you know, you could go speak at a conference, right? Right. And then you're reaching out to that hotel and saying, hi, I'm a creator speaking at this conference. I'd Mm. love accommodations and I'd love to share your place as my stay while I'm there. So you're already, you know, you're providing that. Love that. Yes. So I do think that hotel stays are, are super easy to get for someone that is in our space, but isn't like sharing travel hacks every day. Right. I'm glad you related that back to me because that was a question I was selfishly asking for myself. <laughs> Listen, because no, I, I, I want to start traveling more, but I don't want to pay for it. Listen, <laughs> I think you could get plenty of hotels to get you on board. You have beautiful imagery, beautiful video. Like Thank I think you. you no, for real. I think they'd be like, yes. <laughs> All right. So maybe that's what I'm going to do after we're there off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was so helpful. Thank you so much for being so transparent and answering all of these questions that I feel like are just really difficult to get actual answers to. No one um, wants to so tell you. <laughs> seriously. So this is this was so helpful. I'm sure your DMs are open for anyone who's listening that might have other questions um, or just wants to connect with you and, and get some, some sunshine on their feed so go give Peyton a follow you guys and thank you again so much for being here I had so much fun thank you Kristen 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Social Scoop brought to you by Your Social Mate, where we help entrepreneurial creators learn how to monetize and turn their online influence into a legitimate, profitable, and self-sustaining business. We hope you absolutely love this episode and come back every Tuesday for a new one. If you really enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review here and send us a DM to let us know your favorite part. We're an open book if you ever want to discuss episodes. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at KBOUSQ. We'll see you next week.